Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Now, Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. Yo, yo. How we feeling? Six o'clock club. Good morning. Uh, we are Jessless today. If you weren't here yesterday, then you missed the news that Jess is going to be in New York the next two days. She is receiving her Gracie Award, which is huge, by the way. At age 30, to receive a Gracie Award is like, duh, like dumb, dumb nuts. So, so happy for her. She'll be in New York. It's going to be you and I, at least in the 6 o'clock club for the next couple of days. Uh, we'll do our shout-outs. WB from Glen Burnie, good morning. And by the way, if you have no idea what this is, we call this the 6 o'clock club. Is anybody in Maryland that's awake first thing in the morning, you text us, we shout you out. It's that easy. 410-583-1065. As I was saying, WB from Glen Burnie, good morning. Uh, let's see. Deanna from Dundalk, hi. Dante, Good morning. We're saying hi to Miss Courtney, Richie, Sonic, and Colton. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, and Princess Anne, I'm sorry, Carol of Princess Anne. Let's enjoy a taco, everybody, because it is Taco Tuesday. CC the DC Educator is here. Lisa, Anthony from Catonsville is here. W from Reisterstown is here as well. 410-583-1065. So, since I'm kind of flying solo in this whole 6 o'clock club thing, we'll keep doing more shout-outs here in a minute. But I, uh, I want to tell you that tomorrow... We're going to have Ed Sheeran tickets all day. And our very first pair that we're going to give away is going to be during the 6 o'clock club. So if any day not to miss, it's 1,000% tomorrow. And actually, maybe Thursday, too. Don't hold me to that. But especially tomorrow, like, I know it's early. (laughs) I know you're like, oh, we have to do this again. But for all you loyal people waking up with us so early in the morning, like, why not get the benefit of Ed Sheeran tickets? Baltimore top three with Jess. Number three. Happy Pride. Pride Month is celebrated each year in June to honor the LGBTQIA community in all aspects of their identity and to recognize the impact they've had on our history. And today you can actually join the Enoch Pratt Free Library Librarians and a Baltimore Heritage LGBTQIA history tour guides as they tell the history of the LGBTQIA community. Events will take place at the Enoch Pratt Center Library on Cathedral Street from 6.30 to 8 p.m. I uh, had a friend come to me, talking about Pride really quick. I had a friend come to me and she goes, uh, her daughter's probably, I don't know, 10 years old and she's like, she's starting, she's showing interest in, in girls mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, I don't really know what to do about it because she hasn't really come to her and been like, Mom, I like girls. Like a big old statement. She's like, what do you think I can do? And the best thing I could come up with and tell me what you think about this for just for Pride Month too is like, just take part in events like this. Yeah. Right? Like, like go normalize all of this stuff so that, like, she does feel uh, free and open to make decisions like this where it doesn't seem like, oh, this is scary. I'm not sure what to do. Like, like back in our day, that's what it was, right? It was totally. like, oh, you're gay. Keep it all quiet. Whereas, like, you got a whole month here of activities that you could expose your kids to, you know, to, to, to make things seem more normal. Like, take the opportunity to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Number two. You can now get paid to eat cheese. 
The University of Wisconsin Center for Dairy Research is looking to hire five what they're calling descriptive sensory panelists whose job would include tasting up to 24 cheese samples and 12 different pizzas a week. So if you are lactose intolerant, this is not for you. But they're <laughs> looking for candidates who can be on hand for three tasting sessions every week. Uh, you get paid 135 bucks per week to eat cheese and pizza and provide feedback on stuff like appearance, texture, aroma, and flavor. And they're accepting applications through Wednesday and anyone can apply. I mean, everybody's looking for a side hustle right now. Right. I don't see why. <laughs> like, sitting around eating pizza, cheese? eating cheese all day, like, that's, yeah. that's a hell of a gig. Number one. Another win for Ed Sheeran. The latest win involves a hacker who stole two songs Sheeran has yet to release and sold them on the dark web. The 23-year-old hacker admitted to stealing two unreleased songs from Sheeran as well as 12 songs from rapper Lil Uzi and selling them on the dark web for more than $167,000. The hacker was able to get into the performer's digital cloud-based accounts and basically trade the songs in exchange for a cryptocurrency. So the hacker, who has already been uh, jailed for 18 months, could face another 18 months behind bars if he does not return all the money from the illegal transaction within the next three months. This dark web thing, it's, it's listen, I, I consider myself to be somewhat technologically advanced, right? So I, like, like a six and a half out of ten, I'd say. Mm -hmm. This dark web place seems so wild to me. How did, how does one get let's, let's say I heard this story and I'm like I want to go buy Ed Sheeran's new song before it's anybody scary. I feel like you shouldn't go there because I feel like once you get, I mean I don't even know where it's at right. I, even, I don't even know how the, does, the direction how does one access this but I feel like if you go immediately being there your your information is like Oh, then yeah. able to be on the dark web as well. <laughs> they, they actually, they, your entrance fee is actually having all your identity stolen. Exactly. But doesn't it sound wild? It's like, it sounds like the world's craziest mall where like you've got Ed Sheeran's new album. You also have a human head. Scary. And like <laughs> all of it in the same place. I don't, I can't wrap my head around the dark web. So. This is Jess and that was your top three. Would you trust your man if he told you to buy you an outfit blindly and you had no idea what it looked like? <laughs> like, would you literally... Give him that much trust? I would say most most women, if I know women the way I do, and I know men the way that I do, I would say most women listening right now would probably say that's a terrible idea, right? Yeah. So what happened? So I I actually, on top of that, I'm already weird about getting things online. As you know, I don't trust sure. like online shopping. I like feel the need to try everything on, and I need to see what it looks like. And over the weekend, Garage Boy and I went to this, like, thrifty farmer's market. Oh, Super cool. cool. Like, a bunch of vintage stuff. Where was that? And it was in Towson. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, like, the first time they'd ever did it. It's new. And they, uh, there was this spot, and that there was this, like, 90s-looking jacket, like, very Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody music video, like, totally up my alley. And he saw it first, and he was like, dude you need this jacket. Yeah. And so I tried on, but they don't have a mirror in the booth. And I feel like as like common courtesy when you're at a farmer's market, I can't go to the booth next door and use the mirror at a booth that I'm not purchasing anything from. Like that's messed up, right? Is that is that like a farmer's market rule? Is that a vintage shop rule? I, I, mean, would, I, just, I would feel like if I, if I owned a shop and you wanted to come use my mirror, I don't think I'd really be offended by it. Well, in the moment I'm like, I think that's kind of messed up for me to go, hey, I just was in your booth. I don't want to buy anything from you, but can I use your mirror? <laughs> your booth sucks. But, it's just but I want to get something here. You should come over to this other booth. It's much better than yours. Right? Yeah, okay. So I felt really awkward and uncomfortable about it. So I put it on and I'm trying to look at myself in my phone, but obviously that's not working. And I was like, should I get this jacket? Like, does it look good? Turn to your fiance. I turned to my fiance, the man I'm supposed him. to spend the rest of my life with. And I'm like, are you sure I should get this jacket? And he was like, 
you need to get this jacket. Like, I promise you, you're going to love this jacket. What did the jacket cost, by the way? It was 15 bucks. 15? Okay. So, what? It, which wasn't, which isn't crazy, but yeah. I think it was like the anxiety of like trusting him enough yeah. to like get this jacket. I don't know that most women, like, when I was married, my ex wife hated my sense of fashion. And so she was like way into fashion and stuff. I don't think she ever would have trusted it. I think if I said this looks good on you, she would have automatically put it back. Right. You know, like a hundred percent said like this is, this is not it. Yeah. So, so you, you but I trusted him. You did. So I you bought the jacket. Because so I, I bought the jacket and I go home and obviously the first thing I do is I put it on and I look in the mirror and it's literally the cutest freaking jacket on the planet. I feel like I'm Winnie Houston in the 90s. <laughs> and I like, this jacket needs to be in my life. Like, we found each other. Yeah. And I go to him and I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you for knowing me enough to know that I needed this. And he was like, yeah, obviously you need that jacket. I'd be curious, honestly. I would say, and this is an unofficial data here, but I would say probably... I don't, I think probably four out of five women would say they wouldn't trust their partner to pick out something that like would look good on them. So let's, let's, deal. let's do this. Let, let's do a quick text poll on this. Okay. So let's say your partner came or you went to your partner and you said, Hey, does this, this look good on me? Yeah. I can't see what it looks like. I have to trust you blindly before I buy it. Would you trust your partner's opinion if you should buy that outfit or not? I'd like to reminisce today about things that we enjoyed Pre-internet life. Does that make sense? Yeah. I saw this on Reddit when I logged in last night. Is talking basically the same exact question. Like, what do you miss the most about pre-internet days? And, like, I know it seems hard to think of because the internet literally is, like, our whole entire lives now. It's everything. So, like, what do we enjoy better? And I'm going to give some examples. And if we want to add to this list, you can call us, text us, 410-583-1065. All right? So, from Reddit. Uh... Somebody said people actually hanging out outside with no distractions. Said, I just miss being gone all day, riding bikes with my friends or at the mall. And like, that was that. You could actually hang out with people without someone being, oh my God, my phone. Oh wait, hang on one second. Oh, I got to call this person. Or I got to text this person, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just being like distracted while you're supposed to be talking to your friend in conversation. Totally. Back yeah. in the day, we didn't have to worry about like when you, where you were was where you were. And, like, that was it, you know? There were no real, like, cell phone distractions, if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, somebody said boredom. I miss being bored because, like, that was a time to get creative or try something new or just make up a game. Now, basically, if you're bored... You have to look at your phone. You or, like, if you're in an elevator with someone, you feel the need to, like, fill up the silence by looking at your phone. If you do that, like, when's the last time you actually just sat by yourself and, like, did absolutely nothing? As a kid... We didn't have, we couldn't, I know kids now, they play the, they play the Fortnite and they play with the, what are the other kid online games? I don't know if they are, but like, that's what they do when they're bored. We just yeah. had to like, be like, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do we feel like doing? I'm not even sure. How about going outside and playing hide and go seek? Just that, just that simple pleasure. Yeah. Or somebody too said how magical video games felt when you were discovering the secrets on there. Because as a gamer, I can tell you this. What you do, like if you're stuck or you're trying to figure out how to solve a board, like you just... You just Google how to do it. Hackers. You just now. yeah. You just you just Google. There is Codes. no yeah. There's no there's Secrets no mystery. Anymore. You just watch somebody do it on Twitch or YouTube better than you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, somebody said not knowing things. Like remember back in the day, you would just literally there'd be a question, and you'd literally just be like, I don't know, and like and that was okay. To not know the answer was okay, and now it's just like. 
I guess we could just Google this and solve this. But there's something nice about just being like, hmm, I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. Somebody said that dating was so much easier before the internet. And I don't know if I agree with this or not. I don't know either because I feel like when people are like, why don't people, you know, meet each other in real life anymore at like yeah. bars and stuff like that? I mean, like, that's still, it's still a possibility. Like, it's still a thing. I just feel like maybe. Maybe we rely on the internet too much, so maybe you're not as likely to push yourself to talk to someone in person. The person on Reddit said nobody felt creeped out by being approached by someone and just striking up a conversation. Nowadays, that almost seems like invasive, right? Mm. Like, why would you talk to me in real life? Like, oh, that's okay, creep. Back in the day, that's like exactly what you did. Do you feel like this one's true? We're talking, by the way, I found this Reddit thread about things that were, were better or people miss the most about pre-internet life. They said music was more special mm-hmm. back in the day because you'd spend days or weeks like delving into one album. You know what I mean? Like you'd really, you'd have to like, you wait for the album release. Yeah. I mean, that's why, uh, that's why Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack did what they did. I remember Bruno Mars coming out and saying like, I want people to enjoy the music longer versus that's why they took so long to release that entire album yeah. because you release a song and it's already just like done. Yeah. And somebody finally on here said, getting letters and cards in the mail. Yeah. My mom, y'all, will still send me a letter, and I'll be like, this is a treat, Mm -hmm. you know? But back in the day, it was just kind of like normally what it was. Can you think of anything else we need to add to this list? You can call us. You can text us. Like, things that were better pre-internet. Now, keep in mind, a ton of things are not better. Like, Jess, I was just thinking about, like, you planning a wedding. Imagine planning a wedding without the internet. Like, that sounds terrible. Or directions, GPS, uh, map quest. Are you kidding terrible. me? No, thank you. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com. Slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Now. 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 These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three with Jess. Number three. The Maryland Motor Vehicle Administration is returning to pre-pandemic driving test operations. Starting today, MVA driver's license examiners will stay in an applicant's vehicle for both the closed course and on-road testing portions of the non-commercial test. As a result of the pandemic, the modified procedures were put in place in June of 2020 to ensure social distancing. So what was it before? Like the honor system is what they were doing? <laughs> like just, just try not to wreck because I can't get in your car. I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, I, I wonder how that will even was. And if you know, by the way, text us. I don't really know what they were doing. Yeah, well, they, I'm sure they were just watching you. But like when you're in there, you have to prove that you know what's what. Unless you did that part before you're in the car and you're just like pretending you know. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that actually even happened. They're just like, do you promise you know how to parallel park? And you're like, yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> Number two. If you waste an hour before bed scrolling on your phone, listen up because it could actually be affecting your mental health. Sleep expert Rachel Beard warns that lying in bed and scrolling through social media, which is called doom scrolling, is more dangerous than you think. It can not only leave you feeling super tired the next day, but she says it could even affect memory, information retention, and mental health. So, accommodations of things are to blame, including sleep deprivation, 
blue light from devices and the fact that social media sites are designed to attract you onto the app and then hold you there. So the expert recommends doom scrollers to try a new bedtime routine starting an hour or even an hour and a half before sleep and to disengage from technology before you bed. Know, the, the, the Google Google this woman. I need to know this woman clearly. You know she's right. You well, know she's but she's right. clearly in a relationship. I forget y'all 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 forget y'all single days and what they're like. Yeah, y'all like it's fine. Put my phone away. Yeah, but you get your partner there to talk to. For the hour before you fall asleep, y'all can have cuddle, y'all can do what you're going to do in the bedroom, everything's fine. As a single person, what am I supposed to do? Stare at the ceiling and contemplate life? Like, y'all really realize. But you actually think, though, that you're just supposed to have a good night's sleep after you've been scrolling on TikTok for an hour and I've, then complain when you get to when you get to work that you couldn't fall asleep until I'm midnight and then you, you woke up again? What are singles supposed to do? Then? Read. It puts you to sleep. No one's going to read. It, When's it the last time anybody read? But how okay. long can you actually <laughs> stay awake when you read. It oh. puts you to sleep. Kids, do your summer reading, but I'll tell you, the second you turn 18, nobody reads. This is over, okay? Number one. So we have a new couple alert, kind of. Gigi Hadid and Leonardo DiCaprio are spending time together in what they're calling a flexible relationship. Oh, okay. Most recently, <laughs> the actor and model were spotted having dinner with Leo's parents. I know you probably saw that in the headlines, but sources say they have a friendly and no-strings situationship due to their travel schedule and mutual preference that they both want to keep their relationship open. Both Hadid and DiCaprio apparently are not interested in settling down at the moment. They were initially seen together for the first time in September of 2022. I mean, it can't that be fine? Uh, you would think, but it's giving messy, and it's bound to have it's bound for something to go on. But is it like? Can't you just have? these casual relationships and it be okay? You would hope. I really, I genuinely hope. But I, I, I just feel like they never, ever turn out the way. I will say this. But here, why is she hanging out with his parents, though? That's not giving situations. You're it's right. It's giving mixed signals. I will, let me let me tell you this. Let me let me be 100% honest with you about any time I've tried any of these casual relationships, like we're just, we're just cool, we're just cool, here's uh-huh. what happens. Literally, everything is fine until you decide to pull the I don't want to do this card anymore. And then I would say 95% of the time, the woman has always said to me, what do you mean? Oh, what? I, you, like, I, I, you how could you lead me on like this? And I'm like, we blame, said this was casual. No, like, what you, the world? No, but you are so... You are so bad at leading them on because you do things no. that are not situationship material. Nobody has met like the my kind mother. The, no, the kind of things that you would do, <laughs> the kind of presents that you would purchase, and like the the boyfriend love bombing that you would do would leave them confused. If you if you say it's casual, but you can't act like a boyfriend if it's, it's casual. casual. But you but you acted like it wasn't. But it, but it was. And what we, Leo we is doing is saying, "Hey, this is a situationship, but come to dinner with my parents." <laughs> That doesn't that, work. That is, a, that is a step too far for sure. This is Jess, and that was your top three. This is Christy from Ellicott City. Good morning, Christy. Hi, good morning. So I was calling in because I'm kind of curious. What's going on with that reality TV show? Oh, for Love is Blind? Yeah. I don't even know what's up with that, actually. We haven't talked haven't about really it. given an update on that. So, backstory, in case you're new to our show, I, about two months ago, decided to apply for the upcoming season of Love is Blind, which is a show that airs on Netflix, where basically you, you, you date without seeing the person, and then if you agree to get engaged, that's when you finally get to see each other, a la Love is Blind, right? And they're filming the next season down in uh, D.C., and so I was like, listen... 
It seems like a crazy idea, but I wonder if I should be on this show, right? And more than anything, for the radio show alone. Well, yeah, just, just to be able to talk. It, yeah, hey, hey, it's it's a cool story, right? It's a cool yeah. opportunity. And I felt, honestly, I felt kind of confident about it, maybe because of the radio show. I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, come on, it's a radio guy. Like, this has got me written all over it. And I think that that's really my win. I'm not the most attractive guy in the world, but I do have a good personality. So I'm like, this this is like, this is it, right? So I apply and I feel super confident, but honestly, I don't, I don't think I got the show because I haven't heard... A word. I don't think this is like one of those things where they're going. They like, don't tell you, so you I just like chill and yeah, don't find out anything. I don't think it's going to happen. Only That's because like it's, again, they're going to start filming. I think in September. Okay. And I would assume that by now they would already have like their their cast picked. You know. So at this point, uh, I think that I have at least written it off as like I'm not going to be on on Love Is Blind next year. So like what like what are you going to do now? What do you mean? Well, do you feel like you're kind of running out of options? I mean, you you put yourself out there for this reality TV show, and that didn't work out. And yeah, I'm um, just curious what I haven't really um, in like regards to dating. I, I haven't really like thought about it. I guess. Um, I don't know. If I'm being completely honest with you, I don't know because, uh, it, again, if you if you have listened to our show quite some time, and it sounds like you have, like we've tried a lot of angles of how to like you know, actually find a connection for me. It, it seems like nothing is, <laughs> nothing at least so far has been like the right angle. Do you have any maybe recommendations? Because I honestly, I'm not on dating apps right now. Uh, I just feel like I kind of got burnt out with it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to trust the universe. To, like bring me somebody when you're not even looking for it, right? I think you just need to put yourself out there. I feel like you kind of hide behind the show, like, has it just turned into some kind of bit where because it's something that you do on the show, you're not actually putting yourself out there? Uh, I don't I don't think so. No, I, I mean, you tell me. I mean, obviously, you're you're the one that listens. I'm just I'm just kind of sharing my stories as we you know go through it. But is that what it feels like? Does to it you? feel like I, like all the my whole dating life just seems like a big radio shtick? To me personally, it kind of does. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you make a lot of excuses. And, like, I just think that if you put yourself out there, like, you wouldn't have such a hard time. But maybe you hide behind this persona on the show. I mean, I don't know. Maybe something for me to think about for sure. Does that kind of answer your questions, kind of like where everything is right now? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess so, yeah. Okay. All right, well, thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Are you, good? Are you good? I, that <laughs> Are was you uncomfortable good? as hell. Um, yeah. I don't have an. I don't have an answer. I don't know. I've, I feel like I've literally tried everything. Um, I don't think it's a shtick as as how you put it because it's not a bit. Yeah. It's your life. Yeah. But I do think that you definitely use a lot of excuses, almost like you hold yourself back. So yeah. maybe that's more of what she was getting at. I think, honest to God. Is just, that, that's kind of what it feels like sometimes. A moment of like true honesty is that what I feel like is I've created a life for myself that I enjoy. Because everyone's like, you're being too picky. Like you're just, you're being too this, you're being too that. Why don't you just try this, try that? And I think that like, I'm okay I would love to have a partner. I really would. But I think I'm okay not having one until like cool. everything feels completely like, yes, like this is worth changing this life that I've created for somebody else versus like, I need to be in a relationship nowadays, you know? Yeah, no, of course. I just feel like sometimes that gets 
I feel like there's a fine line between that and then also thinking everything is going to be perfect when it's not. Yeah, no, you're right. Literally, everyone's like, well, you haven't talked about your dating life recently. It's because there's nothing literally to, like, share. Yeah. So, love is blind, as far as I'm concerned, is a no. If middle school was your most awkward of days, I think this next segment something you'll be able to help out with. She's 11 years old and really savvy. Just gets advice with dear Abby. In case you are new to our show, we should probably introduce you to Abby. Who is Abby, Jess? Abby is my 11-year-old niece who lives in California, and I'm really close to my family. And Abby and I just talk about whatever's going on in my life, and she gives me advice. So this week, you told me it's a little bit different. What's happening? Abby actually asked me for advice. So she actually just had her fifth grade graduation, and she's officially a middle school girl. And she's honestly kind of nervous to go into sixth grade, and she wanted to ask me for advice this week. Auntie, this week, could I ask you for some advice? Yeah, what's going on? So, I graduated fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for me going into middle school? It's like, I'm, like, technically a sixth grader at this point. I would say the number one thing, and I know it's so cliche, and I know you've heard this before, but... I feel like the most important thing you should try to do when you're in middle school is not worry about what people think of you. Because for some reason, when you're in middle school, those voices get a thousand times louder. And out of nowhere, it just got so much harder not to worry about what people were like thought about you. And so I feel like if you can try to just stay true to who you are and what you like to do and the things that you're into, I would say is the most important thing. Another thing is too, I know you're going to a school where I know you're going to know a lot of people and I know you're also losing uh, some friends. Bro, after my little promotion, we went to a restaurant and then when I said goodbye to my best friend of two years, like for the <laughs> final time, I broke down. Like that, that was the only time I cried that day. And I feel like both you guys are so capable of still being friends. Of course, it's not going to be the same and you're not going to be able to see them every single day, but you have the ability to still have that friendship. So I don't want you to feel like you are losing everybody all at once because it can feel that way. It's going to be different and there's going to be adjustments, but you don't, you're not losing all of your friends and I don't want you to feel that way. Thanks, Auntie. I love you. Love you too. She's really nervous to go to sixth grade. Can we, okay, so speaking as adults here, was middle school as hard for y'all as it was for me? Mm-hmm. It was tough, right? Like those are really, really tough years, and I. That's it's, why my heart is so heavy, knowing she's about to enter that world. Because I yeah. don't, I don't want her to like lose. I don't want her to lose herself in that because I feel like all of us can relate to that feeling. Yeah. But and it makes me nervous of how like I, we talked about a little more about it after of how much she is just feeling a little uneasy sure, to enter course. that phase. I would say it's it's probably the scariest transition you have to do. I think it's scary even having having to go from middle school to high school even, you know, because there are just so everything just feels so different mm-hmm. going into middle school. Uh, but I guess if, like, if I can pass any advice along because maybe some of you guys are going through the same thing as parents like what to tell your kids when they're transitioning into like the the next grades or the next schools like knowing that like it's only going to be 
a phase of your life. Yeah. And to not think of this as going to, because it is, again, it is for some reason, it seems to be universally tough for everybody. It's only going to be a small phase of your life and then it's going to be over with and to try to find the good moments. And I did have a lot of good time in, in middle school too, but it was, yeah. it was tough. Have your kids come to you with any kind of advice, you know, or looking for, maybe they're, they're scared and you were able to pass along some kind of words of wisdom about middle school. If you want to text us, we can pass that along as well. Oh my God, y'all, we have... Probably one of the cutest stories about a dog ever coming out of Baltimore this morning. Listen to this. Today in dog news. Yes, welcome to Today in Dog News. And this one happens right here in the state of Maryland. We love dogs on this radio show. Radio show and we feel like that... The other stations don't really do a great job of covering dog news, so we pick up the slack. I was very, probably the proudest dog dad for 14 and a half years to my little Kiki who passed away at the end of February. And uh, so, uh, and keeping her spirit alive, yeah, uh, I will continue to do the dog news because I don't know, I always, every time we do these stories now, I'm just like, mm, I miss my Kiki. Yeah. All right, let me take you over to the University of Maryland. They had a very special ceremony on Tuesday, this is last Tuesday, uh, to honor the the incredible contributions of service and therapy dogs. And among the awardees was a Rottweiler named Loki. Loki, right here again in Baltimore, uh, received a dog turret. Oh, no. (laughs) It only gets cuter. No, it only gets cuter. Don't, don't, don't all yet. It only gets cuter. So, so Loki gets a dog turret of medicine. And this was kind of giving her credit for all of the uh, institution and services of therapy dog programs that she's been working with. Now, let me give you the backstory here of Loki. Uh, She is the. Uh, her human, I guess I should say, is uh, Dr. Benzel, and they've been working in different hospital settings for years now, thanks because Loki just has a very chill demeanor, I guess you would say. And so they first began when Dr. Uh, Benzel entered into medical school, and she kind of had this idea. She was like, I really want Loki to become a hospital therapy dog. Pandemic hit, so they decided to kind of take their... Uh, their their partnership and, and dedication to helping others. And they started to distribute hero healing kits mm-hmm. to frontline workers at the hospital, right? Yeah. So the, uh, the, the president over at the University of Maryland was giving all kind of credit during this uh, doctorate ceremony uh, to, to Dr. Benzel and to Loki as well. And actually is going to ultimately lead to the expansion of the university's therapy dog program. Wow. Because because our, our, our buddy uh, Loki is such a big deal, they're actually realizing how important therapy dogs are and yeah. making it a bigger program over at the University of Maryland. Don't all yet. We're not done yet. The story gets even better. So because... Uh, Loki has become such a star. Loki actually is going to be featured in her very own children's book. No! Coming up as well. That's so cute. It's called Dogter Loki. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I want to do give a lot of props today to our our, our doctorate. Now our doctorate in medicine, Dogter Loki is what we have to call Loki now. So sweet. And her human, Dr. Benzel over at the University of Maryland. Such a cool story. Yeah. And thank you for all the work to you know, Dr. Benzel that she put into Loki too, because I know those therapy dogs are huge assistance. And that is today in Dog News. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 1065 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 